0: We were together, I forgot the rest. A quote by Walt Whitman. Hey y'all, welcome back to Texas Chicks To Talk Murder. We are excited to be back with
1: you on this Monday. How are you doing, Barb? I am doing really good this morning, or I don't know why I said. Well, I guess this morning. Yeah, if you're tuning in at 5 a.m. when this releases, then yeah, this morning. But I'm doing good. Like I said, we had a busy, crazy weekend. We went to the rodeo two times in a row to see Marshmallow and then to do the carnival, and it was crazy packed. If you guys have never been to the Houston's iconic rodeo at this time of year, you're missing out. But I, we had a blast to say the le- to say the least. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I did a spontaneous picnic
0: with my nephews, um, got very sunburnt, and I also tried a new recipe for um, like our pre-planned meals, and I'm excited to try it. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I love food, but especially like when it's healthy and it looks good, like I'm super excited.
1: Okay, well, you, you have to share like what is this healthy recipe? It's like a baked pasta, but it's
0: like the pasta is made out of wheat and like everything all the sauces are like the healthy sauces from you know HEB the best place on earth (laughs) and uh vegetables and I did shrimp because online it says sausage but I'm not a sausage person so I did shrimp instead but I'm excited
1: well you must tell me how it comes out yes
0: I'll send you the video it's on TikTok guys (laughs) but yeah so I just want to say that don't forget that the voting poll for the voters episode is now closed, but make sure you tune in because Barb is covering that one, and I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. But I believe that is all the business. What do you think, Barb? Shall we get started? I think so. So I got my information from dps.texas.gov, one of our favorite websites. Um, and, the, and there's like two of them, and both of them are from DPS. And then I did findagrave.com and murdervictims.com, and Harold Whatever that says, y'all see it on the in the notes below. Okay, let's do it. So today we will be covering a case that has finally been, I say, air quote solved just last year. Say air quote quote because it has not gone like the guy has not gone to like jury, like the jury has not You guys know what I'm trying to say.
1: i'm struggling today they haven't had like a court date or something like that yeah
0: like he hasn't been convicted that's the word i was trying to get he has not been convicted of the murder yet he has just been arrested for it but yeah so i'm going to tell you about the murder of emily Jeanette garcia when i was researching new cases to read about i ran into this one and i thought that it was yet another crazy case that has another pending ending because lately i've been covering some that have like they're just being worked on right now so I say this because the person arrested is actually sitting in prison awaiting trial and the man sitting in prison is named Thomas Ray Galindo and he was about 50 years old on September 10th of last year when he was arrested but before I continue I kind of want to pause on Thomas for now and tell you guys what happened it was February 25th, 1993, an un- unidentified nude body was found in Canyon Lake, Texas. The body was found close to a road called Old Cranes Mill Road, and the body was found by some like a roadwork crew, and the cops were called right away. But the weird thing is, is the like the body was actually called in twice, and I'm not sure if it was like multiple people on the crew called or. if one person called twice either way they were called two times and the cops and i believe it was like one to one county and one to another county so maybe it was just like a misunderstanding and one county's like no you need to call this person because i've had that happen when i've called, had to call the police before um but the cops drove out and started an investigation right away Obviously, when you go onto the scene and you find a random body on the side of the road, obviously, it's going to be something suspicious, and especially when it's a nude body. Oops, sorry, guys. Um, And then, so the medical examiners did an autopsy on the body, who was now identified as a Jane Doe at this time when they found her. While during the autopsy, they found that Jane Doe was actually pregnant, but didn't say how far along she was right then. Then, the case went cold for some time we see this all the time with with a jane doe like they completely they don't find anything about with her fingerprints they don't find anything with her dental work nothing like that so it's just cold finally about a year later there was a break in finding out who jane doe was a friend of the victim called this is confusing so the friend of the victim called the victim's family and was like hey this person looks super familiar this is what they have on the news. Look at this picture of kind of like the sketch of what she looks like. And they ended up going down and identifying the Jane Doe that was found in San Antonio and did it with fingerprints because I believe from some, one of the articles that I read, the mom actually had the fingerprints of all of her kids taken when they were younger. I'm not exactly sure from what, but she was able to bring the fingerprints of her her daughter and bring it to the cops and they were able to compare it and they finally said that jane doe was in fact emily garcia who had been reported missing on february 12 1993 in san antonio that is 13 days between when emily emily went missing and when her body was found thankfully her friend saw this jane doe and spoke up about it because imagine saying like oh that's not her like What are the odds that i would see her on the news like i'm just really happy that she said that looks like her i'm calling her family we're gonna see if this is the right person now
1: yeah you know what i mean like yeah but i mean at that same time if she was reported missing and her family knew she was missing and then if they were really good friends she probably too by social media or just by hearing about her friend was missing Mm -hmm. and seeing a picture that looked like her on the news i probably would have done the same thing
0: yeah, exactly. I'm just glad because you know sometimes people are like, like, oh, what are the odds, right? Like, yeah, my friend's missing, but what are the odds that I I'm watching this TV at the same time that they're talking about it? But, and then some people are just like, eh, no, I'm not gonna call. But she she actually did, especially in night like this is 1993. Nowadays it's way easier to be like, oh wait, that's her because you have all the social media and all of these posts that you can see. Constantly. Oh, for that. Yeah. But yeah, I want to kind of tell you guys a little bit about Emily and her last day with her family, like when her family saw her. So Emily Garcia was born July 27th, 1977 in Fort Hood. At the time of her disappearance and murder, she was living in San Antonio area. She was actually, at the time, it's like said two different things. She was either not living at home or she was just staying, like hanging out with a friend. But either way, she, she wasn't at home and was with her friend or roommate, whichever one it was. And I'm not really sure if she was living with her friend, why didn't say anything about like clearing the air with that, but it didn't seem like she was like estranged from her family, like she was close to her family. But either way, she was not living with them or was not with them. And it said that Emily liked to go to pool halls and which is kind of weird to me at 15, But she enjoyed being with her friends and exploring the city. She seemed to be very grown for her age from everything that I read. And while we're on the topic of being grown, I want to kind of talk about the last time Emily was seen by any of her loved ones. Emily and her mother were waiting at the bus stop and on this day, Emily was actually going to a doctor's appointment. According to Emily's sister, she was actually three months pregnant with a boy that had already been named Emilio. So she was 15 and three months pregnant with a son whenever she was found murdered. So the family and Emily already knew about the unborn baby that we talked about earlier, and they were ready for it. they were taking it on and we're fine with it. But like I said, Emily and her mom had been at the bus stop waiting. Her mom was there just as kind of like company to kind of sit with her, hang out with her until she was ready to go on the bus. And the bus showed up, Emily got on, and her mom left for work like just another day. They separated not knowing that this would be the last time they would ever have a conversation or even see each other again. Emily would never show up for her appointment, and that very day, her mother reported her missing. Because if she, the whole reason she was going on this bus was to go to this doctor's appointment obviously she didn't show up that's a red flag right so let's continue to a little bit about like continue after her last day um i want to kind of fast forward after her body was found so i've told you about when her body was found and what happened like immediate after immediately after and then what happened before she was killed so It was said that Emily was raped, beaten, and then strangled to death. They also found out that on the 12th, she was kidnapped and was kept for 12 days until she was murdered. So she was not, either she was murdered the day she was found or the day before she was found. So she was basically being tortured that whole time. Emily was a 15-year-old pregnant woman held captive and tortured until the killer decided to end her life. Can you imagine finding that out about your daughter?
1: No. Like I would not want to imagine that about my daughter, about myself, really about anyone because that is literally one of my biggest fears is for something like that to happen and being pregnant at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's freaking traumatizing. Like I I like just reading the story and like seeing kind of the things that her mom was saying and like it just breaks my heart that she had to go through this on her last day on Earth. Like, being tortured by a disgusting human being. But shortly after she was found and they did their investigation, they would bury her as a Jane Doe on March 30th of 1993, which is before she was identified, right? And the crazy thing is, is Emily's birth certificate went not birth death certificate sorry which the mother did not receive until 2003 10 years later she did not get the death certificate of Emily but the crazy the other crazy part is that it didn't even say Jane Doe on it like whenever they mark it as Jane Doe they usually write on the death certificate Jane Doe but instead it just said N-A like no answer wow which kind of seemed oh. really like super odd to me.
1: Yeah, that that's like not personal at all. It's kind of sad, honestly.
0: Yeah, it really is. And then when her family came forward and found out that this was their daughter, they would exhume her body and rebury Emily and give her her name back. Which I am so grateful that they were ever able to even find her because that's like one of the most important things is. They won't ever have full closure, but this is a next step for her family and having some peace and at least finding their daughter, you know, like nothing about the situation is okay. But at least they know that their daughter is has her name is where they put her. Um, But with all this happening behind closed doors, the case was still going nowhere about being solved. Like it was just sitting on the shelf and nothing. So it wasn't until 28 to 29 years later that the police made a break in the case. Not just any break, they made an arrest in the case. This is where I'm gonna talk about Thomas, the one that I brought up briefly at the beginning. At the time that he was arrested, he was 50 years old. The reason that he was arrested was because around the time of Emily's murder, he actually was an acquaintance of Emily and was about 21 years old at the time so she was 15 he was 21 they were acquaintances that they didn't say friends or anything but they knew of each other and in the year 2017 the sheriff's department got a new sheriff detective named detective Reynolds he he would pull Emily's case off the cold case shelf and start investigating again then after a couple of years of nothing like he couldn't find anything in 2021 which is last year guys they asked the Texas Rangers unsolved crimes investigation program to look at the case and see what they can find they started investigating close friends and family basically like we always say they go back to square one what who what and where right and in this list of cold of close friends and family thomas was one of the friends that were they that they were interested in which is like obviously He was close enough for them to be like, okay, red flag here. He's kind of, he's like acting really weird. And he's just, just on the top of the list. Later after interviewing him, the investigators got a lead that really pushed them for this arrest. I'm unsure what it is, but I assume that they're saving it to use in his trial because obviously it had to be big enough for them to like arrest him. Right. And on, on, September 10th, 2021, they went to Thomas's home in Brazoria County and arrested him. This is where the case kind of hovers. The last update that I saw on the Herald article was that Thomas was in the Comel County jail and was being held at a $100,000 bond, which to me is not enough. I understand that's a lot of money, but if he was if they really suspect him for killing her, then should be way higher than that something that he would absolutely never be able to afford at all but I don't see any update other than that reminder that he has not been to trial and has not been convicted of Emily's murder at this time but I want to tell you guys that I will make sure to keep an eye on any updates that is needed but yeah that's pretty much covers the case it was a short one but I wanted to tell you guys like a lot I wanted to tell you about her because like I said this case is technically not solved because he has not been to trial and has not been convicted so I know it kind of left you guys hanging and I want to I wanted to cover it just so you guys had something to look forward to and something maybe this case can be solved because if he is guilty that is another monster in prison it might have taken almost 30 years but there's a possibility for justice in Emily's case But yeah, what did you think of today's episode,
1: Barb? I thought it was a really good one. I love to see cold cases become hot and steamy because a lot of these times they just go unsolved and nothing ever comes out of it. So it's almost like a miracle for a cold case to be solved even after this like 20, 30, 40, 50 years because as the years go on, you lose evidence, you lose DNA you lose paperwork and for all that to still be there and for them to come come like comb through again and say okay I think we have our guy is truly amazing and that is why I love the justice system in a way because yeah that's awesome yeah it's it's great
0: obviously the justice system does have some inconsistencies but also there are some cases where they do what is supposed to be done and that's what we're so grateful for and that's you know why we do this we want to make sure word gets out about these victims. So keep an eye out for Emily's case. Make sure that you stay updated on it. So that way we, and we also are gonna try to stay updated on it as well. But yeah, thank you all for joining Barb and I on today's case. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know what you think by emailing us at TCWTM2021 or message us on Instagram at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder, on Twitter at Texas Chicks Who with the number one, on Facebook at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder. We also want to mention, thank you for those who have been messaging us and kind of giving us some corrections. We are definitely going to take those into consideration and try to make our podcast better for you guys when you listen to us. But we are also asking that you guys take a minute of your time and give us a review on whichever platform you're using. Hopefully it's five stars. But please make sure you let us know what you think of the podcast. This will help us reach a larger audience. Also, please share these stories to your friends and family and keep your eyes out for any updates on Emily's case. So please, most of all, stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. Bye.
1: Bye.